back to Blissfully Bloom. I'm Victoria LeBlanc, your host, and this podcast was created to empower women to love themselves unconditionally, transform their mindsets, and discover their own inner bliss. Today, I am still buzzing with this blissful and rejuvenating energy because I have just gotten back and hosted my very first self-love retreat. It was a woman's retreat for four days in Colorado Springs. So in this podcast episode, I'm going to share my experience with you all. It's going to be a retreat reflection so that you can get a clear picture of the kinds of retreats that I host. And if this interests you, if you are listening to this and the stories that I'm describing, the stories that I'm sharing, are what you want to experience, then definitely message me on my Instagram at blissfully.bloom and we can go over the different retreats that I host and which one you might be interested in. Right now I just host self-love retreats, but in the future I'm going to be hosting spiritual retreats that are going to be a little bit longer than three days and going to be out of the country. So before I share my insights, I want to share that I will be hosting another self-love retreat. It's going to be all around awakening your love from within and really connecting to that infinite source of loving energy that is within you. That is what it's going to be around. I'm going to be hosting it again in October, in the fall in Colorado, except it's not gonna be in Colorado Springs, it'll be in Silverthorne. That's a tongue twister. Silver Thorn, Colorado. It's about two hours away from Colorado Springs. And what's really neat about this retreat space is that there's actually a space where you can go into the hot tub or you can even go to the heated pool. Our hikes are going to be right near the area, so we're not going to have to worry about really driving anywhere because everything is going to be right there and The cabin feel is just really, really cozy and relaxing, and I'm excited about it. I'm I'm so excited, and during that time, it might potentially snow, and we might get some snowfall, so stay on the lookout for that if you are planning to attend this retreat. Now, if you are listening to this podcast episode and you joined the self-love retreat over the weekend, I have a few words for you. First of all, I want to send my gratitude, light, and love your way, and I appreciate you so much for really trusting and believing in me. I know that dropping all of your things and coming to a city that you've never been to and meeting me for the first time can feel nerve-wracking, and especially when you don't know everybody else in the group, but that takes guts, that takes just initial trust in yourself, right? And I'm just so proud of you for committing to a journey, a self-love journey. And just know that I am thinking of you each and every day. I will never, ever forget the weekend that we had together. So special. My intentions going into this retreat that was really important to establish before even planning anything, right, was What was the purpose out of this retreat? For the ladies that were planning on joining, what was I wanting to leave them with, right? 
How did I want them to feel? What experiences did I want them to walk through? And, you know, tell other people about. And my whole intention for the retreat, of course, was based around self-love, but I wanted them to know that they didn't have to go looking for this love outside of themselves. They have it already there. It's waiting there to, for them to catch a hold of, right? And connect with this loving energy, this loving awareness that is already inside of them. After I came up with the intention, right? I had to think of things that were going to, that were going to connect back to that intention. I made sure to include self-love practices and rituals to really connect them back to that inner deep, truth and knowing that they are whole and enough as they are and they can choose love right now right here so during my planning i made sure to include a lot of practices that i use in my own life and has and that has been really transformative for me so we did a lot of breath work practices sound bowl healing guided meditations there was some yoga but gentle yoga movements Going in, I planned on having patio, sunset, and sunrise yoga sessions, but the patio just wasn't as big as I intended, so we just had indoor yoga sessions, but they were just as impactful and empowering as I intended them to be. I did plan different hikes across Colorado Springs and made sure to choose different scenic environments that were different, so we went to Garden of the Gods, and I mean, just magnificent being there and looking at the rock formations that are thousands and thousands of years old and really feeling a part of that history, but also being more into the mountain scenery. So we had hikes in the mountains as well. So you were able to get both perspectives from being in the city and seeing that mountain view, which I am a really big fan of or being literally in the mountains and having the mountain view plus the view of the city. I made sure to choose different environments to so that we can connect back to nature, connect back to that, to our true core essence and really connecting to that. And being in nature was healing in itself. And of course, if you're, they're coming to Colorado Springs, I intended for them to connect with the natural beauty. And then also towards the end, we had a chance to have an open heart share with one another and do a woman's self-love healing circle. Now, I wanted to do them for three nights in a row and this is where I... One thing that I wish I would have absolutely made sure we had time to do, you know, by either shortening something we're making sure that we finish dinner a little earlier because of course we had those self-love women's circles at the end to kind of wrap everything up and and feel a bit of closure throughout the day and really end on a positive empowering note and it was really healing in itself and we were able to do that at least for the first night one thing of course that i forgot to mention is the cooking aspect and these group of ladies I really didn't expect them to help out much with the cooking because I didn't hire somebody else, like a private chef or somebody to be there to help with the preparations of cooking the meals and cleaning afterwards. But 
they just kind of took it upon themselves to help and they actually enjoyed the process of learning new recipes and we all kind of learn from each other in this cooking process whenever i was asking the ladies hey like did you like the fact that we were cooking together would you have rathered me hire a private chef so that we didn't really have to worry about our meals and they actually enjoyed that part of getting to connect with each other through food so that was really neat and it actually really inspired me as well because i had learned things in the kitchen that I didn't know before, little kitchen hacks and tools and different ways to make your food a little bit more vibrant, a little bit more wholesome by just adding, just adding like pesto to your sandwiches or adding different ingredients that you never would have thought that would complement the main dish. So that was really neat and fun. And we made, the first night we made our own pizzas and we did, we did them from scratch and there was actually a recipe that I found on YouTube that the pizza dough didn't have to rise at all. So it was really fairly simple. The ingredients, there was sugar, salt, baking powder, and water. And then you formed the dough and added your sauce and toppings and threw it in the oven. That was that. Was that. And it was super neat because we each had a chance to really roll out the dough and make it. It was really fun and interactive. And then we got to be creative with the different kinds of pizzas that we made, what toppings we put on it. This one lady had an idea of creating garlic butter around the edges. And I'm thinking, wow, I would have never thought of that. So it's really amazing how you can, you know, have your own idea of making a pizza. And then when you have a group of ladies together that have their own knowledge around cooking and baking, I mean, magic happens. We were able to make Gordon Ramsay approved dish. I mean, they were spot on. <laughs> the next night we made my family recipe and it was an Italian dish where the tomatoes, you got cherry tomatoes and cooked them down until they were made into the sauce basically. And you combine that whenever you were cooking down the sauce, you added olive oil and different seasonings to it, cooked your noodles. We didn't make the noodles from scratch, but we ended up doing that and it was amazing. And we had roasted veggies on the side. The last night we had a crock pot meal. I decided to do lentil soup, really wholesome and hearty. There was carrots, celery in it, onions, salt, pepper, chili powder is really good and that also you know having a chance to prepare it before the day and when you have a crock pot meal you can leave it on and dinner is basically ready for you whenever it's ready right until it cools down it's ready to be eaten so that was really nice that we didn't really have to worry much around dinner time and that left us a lot of space towards the end i want to move on though to just my own perspective and just my own thoughts and insights around this journey. <sighs> that first day, I was so nervous yet so eager to get started. I felt myself coming into that doubt, right? Like I was aware of those doubtful thoughts that were coming in my mind some of them, an example being, oh, like, who am I to be doing this? 
And when I was aware and was a witness to that experience, I decided to, nope, just flip it. Flip back to that reason why, that, in, that intention I set for this retreat and you know, thinking of all of the, the things that I have planned and really just connecting back to that. And it really did help me connect back to my own source of love throughout the retreat, right? Because that was my intention for the other women to be connected to that source of love. But I, as the host, had to be that role model and to set that, that initial example, right? Of what it means to, to love yourself. What example of loving yourself looks like. It was so magical seeing six strangers coming together in a mountain city, knowing absolutely nothing about each other, and seeing that progression towards the end. It was as if we left with a soul sister tribe. The fact that we all were there for a similar purpose, right? To find and discover our own ability to love ourselves, to tap into unconditional love. We had a lot of similar stories to share and we really had a chance to be each other's learners and teachers. I see one lady was from California, one from Maine, New Jersey, Texas, South Carolina, pretty much kind of scattered all from the United States. But realizing that we are not alone in our struggles was extremely powerful. And, and I even felt myself sometimes feeling like I had to be a perfect retreat host. I realized though that that was kind of shutting and blocking myself from fully expressing my authentic truth and my authentic self there. Just kind of let go of those strings that were holding me down. And I was completely myself. And normally when I meet people for the first time, it takes a lot to crack my shell open and for me to really open my heart. And I think by doing that, by being myself there, and I, you know, I just was my goofy little self. I showed up as myself. And I think that was my only job really. Besides making sure that the retreat was flowing accordingly, but to really show up in my presence and be my true self really allowed and gave the other ladies permission in a way to be themselves and to open their hearts and to express their authentic codes and truth. I'm so glad that I just did it back out and decided to not publish the retreat on the book retreats website. That's what I used for this retreat. It's bookretreats.com. And that's where you'll find my retreats if you would like to book one and join the next. And there was different workshops that I taught as well. For the workshops, I wished I would have planned for it to be a little bit more interactive, right? Like maybe had breakout rooms for the ladies to discuss the topics in more depth. The first workshop was about speaking words of love, so working on our inner critic. The next one was body love and acceptance, and the last was inner child healing. Now a story that I'll share is that on the last day, whenever I was teaching them about inner child healing, a storm was passing through, and 
It's funny how the universe works like that, right? Healing your inner child takes you being, being willing to give it what it wants, give her her needs and desires, and really give her what she's looking for, right? And integrating those qualities of the childlike self into the present day. Well, literally, it was, it was literally, I don't know, maybe 10, 20 minutes after that workshop and it starts raining. I'm thinking, wow, wouldn't that be so fun if we just danced in the rain like we were little kids again, right? And some of the ladies joined me outside on the patio and we just started literally dancing to the music, swaying, not really caring what we look like, just really expressing ourselves how our inner child wanted to, to express, letting her to come out of hiding and embody that moment right and even it was really funny because at one point the music stopped and we were just still dancing and the ladies and i were still dancing even the music stopped and we were just giggling and laughing and realizing how much fun we were having in that moment and for me that was a miracle in itself this experience because i felt like the ladies that joined in this point in time we're meant to meet. We're meant to hear one another's stories. We're meant to learn from each other. And it was just such a magical and beautiful thing to witness and see for myself how, how much this is needed today, right? How our souls are longing for this deep, genuine connection, to be vulnerable, to be seen, heard, and understood by one another. I mean, I'm just literally getting goosebumps just talking about it. <laughs> I just felt myself being so in my element that there was not a lot of anxiety present. And that's what I was kind of worried about, right? Because if I am putting a lot of this pressure on myself for everything to go a certain way and to be on time, to make sure the schedule looks exactly how it was and everything to turn out how the schedule was i was going to be in this anxious state of mind and i wanted to have a calm presence i wanted to have a healing presence and let out that that calming vibe into our retreat space and i was just moving about through each activity and really stepping into a leadership role that i've never had before and it just felt right. It felt like I was born to do this. And I was finally answering my soul's purpose and really fulfilling it and seeing it through and allowing myself to go there, to go to the path that is least taken. And I didn't sleep at the retreat space, so whenever I was driving back that first night, I just I literally bawled my eyes out and I really couldn't pinpoint the reason. It was just a feeling within that I hadn't felt in a long time. I think this summer I've been feeling really isolated working online and being in front of a screen all day. And I finally felt what it felt like and remembered what it felt like to be connected. And when women are gathered in that space in a safer space. It's like a remembrance of what you need and what you need to bring in more of your life. 
This reminded me I needed to bring in more connection. I needed to open my heart more to really not keep myself hidden all the time. Just makes me think all of the connections that I've had in the past, it's taken me a long time for me to just be myself and to allow myself to just, you know, feel free to be me. This time around, it was within, <laughs> I want to say it was in just an hour. I was myself. I felt really aligned to my authenticity. I was expressing my true self. I was allowing her to come out. It just makes me think how many more deep connections I would have had if I wouldn't have kept myself hidden, kept myself small, kept myself protected from myself, really. Whenever I do that, whenever I find myself, I'm afraid I'm going to judge myself. It's not that I'm afraid other people are going to judge me, but I feel like I'm afraid that I'm going to judge my true self. And this weekend, I really allowed myself to be me and to love who I am. Love my uniqueness, love my weirdness, love my quirkiness, and just love who I already am and who I'm becoming. And this experience was truly life-changing, I think, for the ladies who join and for me. I didn't realize how much how much it was going to change my perspective of the world, how much it was going to heal parts of me that needed to be healed. So I am super excited to step into the healer role, the light worker role, the leadership role, and the retreat host role that I believe I was meant to follow. I was meant to step into this path of really spreading light and love to the world and in healing. I, I just get goosebumps and this is how I know, right? I'm feeling the sens sensations in my body and there's just a continuation of goosebumps flooding down my legs, down my arms. And this is how I know that I was meant to be down this path of being a retreat host, being a leader, starting a podcast, starting my coaching business, all of it. I'm just following what lights me up, following what brings me joy, following what puts me in just a sense of calm, a sense of inner knowing like this one, following those body chill sensations that get me excited and lit up and showing up as myself. And that's all I really need to do, right? That's all you really need to do. And you'll be following your soul's purpose as well. Your soul's purpose will come out and knock at your door and just wait for you to acknowledge it. Wait for you to accept it. Wait for you to claim it as yours. And so I'm so excited to continue this journey. I've learned so much with my first ever retreat and I have already taken what I've learned and I have improved the workshop a bit. I've even done that some of that work to today and I think next time I'm going to incorporate more dancing, more singing involved, more self-expression 
I plan on having retreats out of the country, out of the United States. I think it just is going to take a little bit of more planning on my part. I want to say I want to have my first out of the country spiritual retreat the following summer. So the following, so the summer coming up, I will definitely keep y'all updated, keep you posted on my plans. And yeah, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye. Sending you so much love, light, and bliss.